Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. During our dermatologic exams, we are often asked about little lumps and bumps that, you know, especially dogs, sometimes cats, form on their skin. Is this something to worry about? And of course, there are certain little nodules and bumps that can look pretty benign, right? Like little skin tags, what we suspect are lipomas. However, you never definitively know for sure unless they are removed or aspirated. And I always tell owners that. So we do monitor these little lumps and bumps um, and always offer doing other diagnostics so that we're not fooled because I have been fooled before by bumps that don't look so bad, but then we end up finding out when we take them off, they are something to be concerned about. In particular, what we're going to talk about today is histiocytoma. Histiocytoma is something that we can commonly see, um, especially on younger dogs. Um, And so it's just important, though it's a benign neoplasm, it's important to kind of know other differentials we could have for something like histiocytoma and what are our options to potentially treat those. So remember, histiocytoma is a round cell tumor. And round cell tumors, so if you kind of dig back into your head into veterinary school, and this is something you probably commonly practice in the clinic, what are the different types of round cell tumors? Well, histiocytoma is one of them. But remember, a lot of these round cell tumors can look very similar to each other. So what are the other round cell tumors? mast cell tumor. That's something obviously we're concerned about, right? So the histiocytoma and mast cell tumor can look similar. Mast cell tumor is going to be a bit more concerning. Plasma cytoma. Uh, Plasma cytomas are things that you definitely um, want to remove. We see these a lot in things like cocker spaniels. Usually if you take them off, they do quite well, but they don't uh, really tend to regress like histiocytomas can. Uh, TVTs, transmissible venereal tumors, obviously that's going to be very location-based. We tend to see those on the genitals, nose, mouth, um, and you know they have a certain appearance to them, and it kind of depends on where you're at geographically if you would see something like a TVT. Um, and then finally, lymphoma. There are forms of cutaneous lymphoma that can become nodular, and they can start out smaller. And usually we see progression to other things like depigmentation, crusting, erythema, and they tend to look more severe. But there are reports of, you know, solitary um, cutaneous lymphoma. So certainly that could look like something like histiocytoma, especially in its early stages. So that is something we want to be aware of, though we are focusing on histiocytoma today. Remember your differentials and why it really does matter for us to sample these masses, you know, whether we're taking them off and sending them in for histopathology, whether we're aspirating them. And when I'm talking to an owner about, you know, which one of those we should do, I'm thinking of lots of different things. You know, one, is it bothering the pet? If it's bothering the pet, even if it is something like a histiocytoma, if it's been there for a while, you know, removal and just sending it in for histopathology might make a lot of sense. Um, location, so if it's in an area I think it's going to be really tough for us to actually try to remove it, say it's like right by the eye um, or around a digit I don't think I can close the skin of, then aspiration can definitely make sense. So we can see what that tumor is, 
whether or not it matters if we need margins or if it's something in histiocytoma and we can be patient because it might just go away on its own. That's really important for us to know too. You know, finances, doing an aspirate tends to be less expensive than doing a removal and sending it out for histopathology. But sometimes aspirates aren't as definitive. So all of those things really go through my mind when I'm considering what I'm going to offer to an owner. And sometimes we start out with aspirate so we know whether or not margins matter so then we can move on to removal. You know, if it's something like a plasma cytoma, I'm not as worried about margins compared to something like a mast cell tumor. Um, so focusing on histiocytomas, you know, they are benign tumors. We tend to see them more on the head, neck, legs, feet, but you really can see them just about anywhere. Um, we do tend to see these in younger dogs. So about two years or younger, but I've certainly had dogs who are older develop these, especially if they're, you know, having, uh, for some reason, having immunosuppression that could be leaving them to be predisposed to develop something like a histiocytoma. Um, and not every, you know, every patient reads a textbook. You can certainly have a dog who doesn't have immunosuppression that's middle-aged that develops something like a histiocytoma. Uh, remember, histiocytoma, it's a tumor that originates from something called a Langerhans cell. And a Langerhans cell lives in the skin and it's part of our immune system. It processes incoming antigens and it helps present them to things like different cells of our immune system to recognize these things. And so histiocytoma happens when the Langerhans cells basically clump and form into a tumor and create this visible growth. Now, it is a portion of the immune system that helps us recognize things, right? So the growth usually will be recognized by the immune system as something we need to get rid of. Um, it'll be infiltrated by things like T cell, and then it'll destroy it. We do have certain breeds that are more common for us to see these in. You know, boxers, they're kind of the poster child for any form of tumor or neoplasm. Um, staffies, Labradors, Dachshunds. Um, but you can obviously see these in any type of dog. Um, and there are occasional reports of these in cats, but cats are not as predisposed to get round cell tumors, obviously, compared to um, dogs. Now, you'll hear this cause uh, called all sorts of things, like a button growth, strawberry growth, because it tends to have these little indentations in them that make it kind of look like the surface um, of a strawberry. Um, and we want to think of all the differentials we've already talked about. So round cell tumors, all of those things are possible. You know, I've seen some really weird um, like cyst-like lesions where it will take an erythematous appearance to it. And so we'll aspirate and we'll just get all this fluid out and find out it's like kind of a weird looking cyst. Um, if it's really, really small, I mean, you could even uh, mistake it for something like an acrocordone or just like a benign epithelial or hair follicular growth. Um, carry-ons. So carry-ons are actually a form of dermatophyte we can see where they kind of form this focal entrapment of the ringworm infection and that can look like uh, basically a round cell tumor. So you can have lots of differentials that these can be and so that's why it's important just to not assume it's something like a histiocytoma. You know, I'd really suggest aspirating it if possible at least or, you know, plus or minus removal kind of depending on the particular case. Um, again, every owner is quite different. The thing about histiocytomas that's really nice is they do tend to go away on their own. Now, they can take a bit of time. I think sometimes people think, oh, a histiocytoma pops up. It might be gone within, you know, a week or two. But they can take a few months 
to fully go away. You know, they can be really small, never get that big and go away on their own. They can get pretty decent sized. I recently took one off the face of a dog that had it been present for a couple of months and kind of been stubborn and not going away. So you can have histiocytomas that don't really seem to regress and, and go away, but, but most of them will. Um, I'll put a picture with my social media post um, that goes with this podcast episode um, showing kind of the one I took off. And it was actually a pretty cool case. It was on the face. Um, and because we weren't exactly sure what it was, but owner just wanted to have it removed, we knew we weren't going to go for big margins. I was able to use a CO2 laser to remove that just to minimize things like bleeding and make it easier for me to close. Um, and so there's lots of kind of different options as far as removal that you can do in these cases. Um, and like we've kind of talked about, certainly aspirating it is something that we can consider. Um, if you aspirate it, you'll get these populations around cells that will kind of have large amounts of cytoplasm and distinct margins around their cytoplasm. They can have an isocytosis. And even though they're a benign neoplasm, they can have certain features that look kind of malignant, like mitotic fingers, something like that. It is something that you can aspirate and feel somewhat comfortable reading in-house, but I do send these out to a clinical pathologist. You know, I've had tricky cases before where um, I'll just take a peek before I send it to a clinical pathologist. And, you know, I, you can get things like mast cell tumors that didn't really uh, degranulate well or the granules didn't stain very well. So I still personally like to send these out, especially if I'm going to make a claim that we can just, you know, quote unquote, wait and see on that particular mass. I don't want to make that mistake for something like a mast cell tumor that didn't stain very well or some other sort of neoplasm like, you know, lymphoma. So I have some comfort with round cell identification, but I just like I am a specialist in dermatology. I really feel that if we're able to send them out to a clinical pathologist can be really, really beneficial to that particular uh, patient. And so aspirating it and then for removal, you know, they're not anything you need a huge margin around because again, they could just go away on their own. So we'll just do close margins. Either you can blade them off. If they're really small, you can just use a biopsy punch and take them off that way. Um, you can do the CO2 laser. I have seen reports of people have aspirated them and then found out they were a histiocytoma and there wasn't and they either owners didn't want to wait or they're, we weren't able to remove it, that people have tried things like cryotherapy or things to kind of stimulate the immune system going there. But honestly, in most of these cases, if you do know it's a histiocytoma, you can be patient. You can wait and see. You know, we do take them off in certain cases if it's bothering the animal because I have seen some of these get infected or really ulcerative because even though it's benign neoplasm, the pet doesn't like it being there. So they lick and chew it. It ends up being something that caused a lot of discomfort for the owner and for the pet. So then again, we, we will remove them even if we're going for smaller margins in those cases. If we don't feel like we can be patient or we feel like it's been a couple months and they're not really regressing on their own, um, if they are a pet who is older, we just may want to consider why they're developing things like histiocytoma. Are they on certain medications or immunosuppressive drugs that we might have to consider switching? Um, are they not on any medications and there may be a reason that their immune system isn't working as well that could be leading to histiocytomas? So it's just something that we want to think about in some of these cases. You know, whether we want to dive into a full workup, it's always hard 
hard when you don't really exactly know what you're looking for, but often we'll at least do like complete lab work, CBC chemistry, um, UA, and then ask about other clinical signs that the pet can be exhibiting, making sure they're not on medications maybe that we don't know about. So histiocytoma, a benign neoplasm, but one that again, when we see these round cell tumors or suspected round cell tumors, we want to make sure that we are sampling them, feeling comfortable, that it is something like a histiocytoma, not lymphoma, not mast cell tumor, um, making sure it is okay to kind of monitor them, wait and see, is the pet bothering it? Are they getting infected? How long has it been there? Knowing they can take a few months to go away. So if the dog's not particularly bothered by it, we have aspirated to know it's a histiocytoma, patience is certainly something we can do. So I hope you guys find that helpful. Um, just a little quick snippet of histiocytomas and the options to treat and manage those.